Welcome to Hour 3 of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with guest Joshua James. I want to invite you to send us your questions and comments to uh, Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. Also, I want to talk to uh, uh, let you know about a new thing that we have coming up. I'm actually starting another show, which is going to be a late night show. It's going to be running on Saturday nights from 10 p.m. to midnight. If any of you guys were familiar with uh, Coast to Coast with Art Bell, I've got a lot of friends that are sci-fi geeks, um, conspiracy theorists. They like government cover-ups, UFOs, all that kind of stuff. That's what we're going to talk about on that show. We're going to we're going to be mixing in some actual factual stuff that we find, but then we're just going to have some great conversations, speculate. Uh, it's going to be quite a bit different than this show, um, but it's going to be Saturday nights, 10 p.m. to midnight. Love for you to join us. The phones will be open during those shows as well. You can call in and join the conversation. And uh, all you have to do is go to our website, freedomspeaknm.com. Click on the Rumble link. Uh, although we're going to be uh, we're going to be sending it over Facebook, Twitter, and Rumble, all three. But Rumble is my preferred place to stream things. Anyway, hope you can join us there. 505-444-5059 for those of you that are watching the live stream on Friday. So, um, we got started on this conversation about chat GPT, and then I mixed in AI, and actually chat GPT, AI, social media... There's a pretty strong connection there to all of that, and, and that's why I wanted to talk about that. So what inspired me to talk about this topic is I watched a movie the other day that a friend of mine suggested to me called The Social Dilemma, and you can find it on Netflix. Especially if you're a parent with young kids, I would highly su- uh, suggest that you watch this movie. Both Stella and Joshua here both watched. I said, hey, you guys got to watch this movie before we do the show. Um, and it's just got so much in there um, that I thought, well, you know, we need to talk about this. And we need to tie it in how all of this stuff, stuff goes together. Now, like ChatGPT, like I just demonstrated to you before the break, how it is capable of producing a fake conversation between two people and accurately reproduce their voice to where you can't tell the difference. Now, there might be some subtle differences, you know, like Joshua mentioned, well, you know, Joe Rogan sounds slightly more raspy, and, and you know, yeah, I think so. Uh, plus, there's certain language that Joe Rogan, Rogan uses that wasn't in the chat GPT, but I'm sure you could fix that. Um and then uh, during the break, uh, Ryan, that's here producing the video today for us, mentioned too, it's like, you know, it, it would be hard to reproduce. What was the word you used, Ryan? Was it? High bit depth high, content. High bit depth content is how Which he describes it. You know, kind of like when I'm doing this radio show, I get really emotional about what I'm doing. And it's like, you know, it's it's a very... Um, I don't know. Doing a radio show is very artistic in a lot of ways. So anyway, they're getting to the point of where they can definitely fake video. They can fake audio. They can fake voices. They can fake conversations. But technologies to fake images is also, I believe it's already there, you know, where you can fake an image of someone. To where you could literally make up a, a fake news clip of a conversation that never happened between a couple of people, and for the most part, nobody would know that it's fake. And, and to uncover the fakeness of it would be very difficult. Not saying it wouldn't happen, because, you know, one thing we know about anytime anybody uh, comes up with a way to infiltrate something then somebody else comes up with a way of a countermeasure and I'm certain that somebody will come up with countermeasures but it's going to become really really hard to know whether what you see 
is real or not. And what you hear. Or what you, we already, yeah, what you hear. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already gotten to the point of where we don't know whether we can trust what we read or what we're told. You know, I, just like the chicken little thing I talked about, people tell you things like, well, are they telling me the truth? You know, it used to be many years ago when we'd listen to the news, we would just assume that a news person was telling us the truth because that's their job. They're supposed to be finding the truth. But now we're discovering that news people are biased, and they, for the most part, a lot of them are kind of in the tank for a political party or some activist cause. Or they're paid very well. Yeah, or paid very to well. To spread lies and disinformation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, propaganda is, is no new thing. Uh, provocateurs have, have always been a thing. Uh, you know, when I used to be in the uh, Democrat protests back in the Bush days, um, I, I got to know that pretty well. And that's why that's why I left the whole scene, <clears throat> left the party. It, yeah, well, so I was inspired by that movie I watched. And I'm sure, I think you guys were too. Um, there were things that I knew, but I, I didn't know them as well as I thought I did about how social media manipulates people. And, and I briefly mentioned this on a previous show, that what happens is social media, it, it, it tracks you all the time. It, it tracks what you're looking at. It tracks what you're, what you're listening to. It tracks where you are. Who you're talking to? Who you're talking to? It tracks your entire contact list. Um, all of this information. I mean, this is why there's, there's, there's all this big uh, stuff about uh, about TikTok. But you know, they're all doing it. Mm-hmm. But here's the way it works. Okay, social media makes money. You are the product. You and me that are on social media are the product on social media, and. They want that product to be active on social media as much as possible because the more you're on there tweeting and posting and, and replying to things, uh, then you become part of what they're marketing, right? Would you say that's a pretty good way to explain it? Yeah, Excellent. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. So they devise ways. They come up. You, you've heard of algorithms. Okay, you hear algorithms mentioned all the time. They come up with these algorithms to track what you're doing and say, oh, well, they looked at this or they clicked on this or they commented on this. So this is something that they're interested in. So we're going to give them more of that. So depending on who you are and what you're doing online or on your smartphone or whatever you're doing, they're going to give you more of what they believe that you want so that they can keep you on there all the time. That's their goal. Their goal is to keep you on there all the time. Now, as a result, we're getting a lot of people that are completely disconnected from reality. It happens all the time. I mean, I've mentioned numerous times how you go out to a restaurant and how how everybody's they, – they may be sitting at a table with other people, friends or whatever, and everybody's staring at their phone. They're not talking to each other. You know, they're looking at something else or – or they're chatting with some person that who knows maybe is an imaginary person somewhere else. We, we don't well, even know if anybody on there is real anymore. After watching that movie, you the mother was trying to get the family to sit down and talk and put the phones away because the dad's on it, all the kids are on it, and she's like nobody talks to each other. So she takes the phones away. And nobody has a thing to say to each other. They're just yeah. well, people have forgotten how to communicate. They have. You know, that's what's happened. I mean, I think that as wonderful as technology is, I think it's very been very destructive towards to civilization overall. You know, there was one in that movie, there was one uh, moment in that movie where it, they're talking about how social media can, can have, and especially young people, can have an effect on how they see themselves. You know, like they've got these apps where they can enhance the way you look, and it's like they get them to, to feeling insecure about themselves and what they look like. And there was this one scene in the movie where it showed this young girl uh, had been looking at stuff on her phone, and then she looks at herself in the mirror, and they shoot the scene so well because you could just see the depression and the sadness that she, she didn't. You know. like, she didn't like what she saw in the mirror at all. No, no. So she's going to change it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so 
she's looking at this and there's tears running down her face. Now, <laughs> something I saw the other day, I don't know if I, I haven't been able to verify this. I did some searching on it this morning, actually, is where they're trying to say that some little kid was, he wanted to look more like a pirate. So I, I just found this to be it's like, what? Is this possibly true? Like a five-year-old kid or whatever? So they, he wanted to be more like a pirate, so they took him and had one of his eyes removed and one of his legs removed at the knee so he could walk around with a peg leg and an eye patch? I don't know if that's true or not. That sounds really far-fetched, although with as crazy as the world... Oh, my God, did I just use a forbidden word? Crazy? <gasps> yes. Crazy I'm insane? I'm reporting you. <laughs> <laughs> that the world is these days? It's like, I don't know. Maybe that is true. I wouldn't put it past the parents. I mean, if they take them down there for, you know, transgender process for they're eight gender years affirming old, care, yeah, right? That why at three years old yeah, or whatever? Let's humor him and cut off his leg and give him a hook for an arm, and he can be a pirate. Yeah, I could see some pe- people doing that. <sighs> they're insane. Oops, is that sorry? Do you have a thought about that, Josh? When no, you look I mean. Like? I think the next big job is plastic surgeon. Everybody's going to be a plastic surgeon. Every mom now, they're going to say, oh, go be a lawyer, go be, go be a plastic surgeon. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That way you could be anybody you want to be? Anybody, yep. Anybody. So there was one scene in this movie in which they, you know, you were talking about the dinner table scene, in which they're sitting down and the mother's saying, I want everybody's phones. I'm going to collect everybody's phones. I'm going to put them in this in this lockbox. It's like a transparent lockbox with a timer on it. For one hour, you're going to be without your phones. Well, the phone of the young girl rings, and it's in the box, and she's just got to see what's on that phone. She goes over to this lockbox and breaks the lockbox so that she can frantically look at the phone. Now, this is an addiction, and there are a lot of people that are addicted to their phones, you know, like alcoholics, okay? Some people simply do not need to have a phone at all, and I'm surprised that nobody has made this connection between, okay, what do alcoholics do? You hear about alcoholics saying, well, I've been clean and sober for like two years. What does that mean? That means they cannot control themselves when it comes to alcohol, so they've gotten to a point in their life where they have decided – I will no longer drink alcohol for the rest of my life because I do not have that that ability within myself to use restraint and not and not go completely hog wild and crazy over it. I can't just have one little sip and enjoy one drink without having to want to just have a dozen drinks and get falling down drunk. I think there are people that are like that with their cell phones, with you know, particularly smartphones. Mm. With, with information. They're constantly having to look at their phone all the time. I'm sitting here with three phones, and sometimes I have to just leave them in the car or leave them at home and go somewhere. But then, you know what? Somebody's getting mad at you because they were trying to get a hold of you. Well, because they're addicted to their cell phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and if they don't talk to you, like, right away... They're just going to lose their minds. They're going to go. They're going to go crazy. Oh my God! I used another one of those forbidden oh. words, right? God, I mean, these kids have no idea what we what we did in the days of pagers and the days of uh, voice messages. You had to wait till you got home. You yeah, know? yeah. Like you didn't have a phone in your pocket. No, no. And and better and, have some quarters. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, they were dimes back then, I think. Um, but. Yeah, like when I was a kid, kids didn't have cell phones. Heck, we didn't even have a, a phone in our room, you know, a landline in our our room. And and I've mentioned this before. If if we needed some privacy, well, you put a longer coiled cord on the phone that was hanging on the wall in the kitchen, and you stretched it around down the hall. Mm-hmm. You know, and then even then, your your mom was saying, "Okay, you've been on there five minutes. That's enough. Get outside and play." You know, but but I think kids nowadays are becoming dysfunctional from this. Like like in that scene where, where the girl, you know, broke the box and had to see the cell phone. You know, I'm looking at that, and it's like, I think that's probably a pretty accurate representation of a lot of parents nowadays. It's like, you know what I would have done at that point? I'd say, you know, you do not need that phone. I would have grabbed the phone. I would have put it on the floor, and I would have crushed it with my, with my, with my heel. The and child said, was getting an anxiety attack wondering who called. She was getting anxiety. Yeah. 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 
And and I think that that is I think that is exactly the way things are looking. Now here's the thing, that's even worse. Okay, we're talking about how this uh, this AI can fake a person. You know, do a, what they call a deep fake is what they call it. But the AI, there is a form of AI running these algorithms in these social media companies. So as the AI improves, um, how far is the AI going to go to keep you on your phone? Is it going to create false content to keep you on the phone? I mean, how, how far is it going to go? And, you know, you've got people that are greedy enough out there, these big corporate executives at these social media companies, in which I don't believe that they would have a problem with that. I mean, we've seen so much immorality and evil going on over the past few years by drug drug companies, social media companies, doing things because it was profitable. They throw the moral values out the window. And how does AI get a moral compass? Does an oral AI have the capability to have a moral compass? What an easy way for mind control. They could just control your mind, and they've already got them. They're hooked. Yep. They can do whatever they want with them. Your refrigerator talks to you, your stove, Everything. your air conditioner, mm-hmm. your heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... We might as well all be robots, right? Everybody just be a robot. Right. Let your phone guide you. Well, you know, I'm a big sci-fi fan, obviously, and it's like I'm always talking about, uh, you know, the Borg. You know, we are the Borg, and the Borg come along, and they basically, they take over your mind and make you part of the collective. I, you know, we've seen movies like The Terminator, in which, you know, the, the artificial intelligence, the World Wide Web, all of that stuff working together, uh, decided that it didn't need human beings anymore, and they wanted to get rid of the human beings, so it started launching the nuclear missiles and wiping everybody out. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think the AI is more like the Borg, is going to become more like the Borg. It's like, well, these people are useful. So rather than blow them up with nuclear weapons, we're going to assimilate these people assimilate you will be assimilate i think you're thinking more like a dalek from doctor who but (laughs) exterminate exterminate but anyway that i'm going to save that for the sci-fi show (laughs) But, but the thing is i think that it's more likely to want to assimilate everybody and take over their minds because that will be uh, the objective is to keep people engaged all the time with the collective, which is essentially what it's become. And how good do you think the AI is going to be able to do that? I think it's going to be able to do it really good. Yeah, I worked on a movie called uh, Gamer with Gerard Butler God, 12, 13, 14 years ago or something. And uh, you could just stay at home. And you're, you had an AI bot that could go interact in the world for you. And you're looking through the eyes and you're, you can speak through it, but you're not even there. Uh, you know, I watched another movie in which um, I, I can't remember what it was called now, but the guy basically ordered an AI that was going to be his personal companion. Okay. And it might have been on a Black Mirror episode maybe that I watched. But this AI was so good, this guy developed an emotional connection to this AI. Wasn't it like a female? Yes. Yeah, I yeah, saw that. It was. Uh-huh. And then at the end, he discovered that this same AI had been communicating with a whole bunch of other guys, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, wow, I wasn't really as special as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. You know, we we can't give up the this the real personal connection with people. It's like, you know, one thing I enjoy about like going on a camping trip is no connection. You know, I went on a, I went on a retreat recently for a few days in which I was disconnected for three days. Three whole days? Three whole days. And, and, and the only thing I did over those three days was interact with real people. And you survived. I totally survived. Wow. It was actually very, very refreshing to be disconnected. Mm-hmm. I, I'd highly recommend it to people, but I don't know. Um, I uh, 
I've in my techie work, I've been to some of these data centers that these social media companies have. Like there's there's one down in Las Lunas yeah. for Facebook. Meta. Meta? It, yeah. Facebook Meta. Whatever. Covers acres and acres of space. They built six. Six warehouses. Now they're building six more. And it's full of servers. Servers. Chunking away, figuring out ways to keep you engaged all the time. And and they must be making some money off it because that stuff's really expensive. We should move the homeless camps over there and they can pull all the copper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) That's a good idea. Like... They're they're saying things all the time, and, and you say I I think they've actually got people brainwashed in this in this country into thinking that the United States is a democracy. So they've been so effective on that campaign, and I and I talked about that months ago on I think it was on a monologue I did or something in which uh, that's a a tactic used by tyrants is to put a label on something like like the Democrats have tried to own the word democracy. Democratic. You know, they call themselves the Democratic Party, not the Democrat Party. And they say it so much that they've got everybody believing that's what it is. Every, I, Even, you know, sadly enough, I mean, I listen to some of the conservative stations I listen to, um, like OAN or Newsmax, and they say that we're a democracy. Yeah, we hear our own uh, Republican candidates and elected officials here in New Mexico, all over the country. All the time, Fox News, you name it, they're all they all say democracy, and we have a democratic vote. Hmm? Uh, no, man, constitutional republic. Right, but yet they've been brainwashed, yeah. and this is because of they're probably staring at their phones all the time when they're not doing their newscast. They're probably staring at their phone constantly. Their phone's constantly getting notifications. They're constantly being fed this information on a regular basis, and they've they've just been overcome by it. And so now they believe we're a democracy. They just say it without even thinking about it. We're not a democracy, people. You know, look up the definition of a democracy. A democracy is closer to a communist country than what we are. It always leads to communism and fascism. Yeah, it does. Mob rule. Mob rule. It's exactly. And, we, and we're not mob rule. You know, just like if we ever went in this country, went to a popular vote. Yeah, we'd be a democracy then. And it would be mob rule. It would become communism. Yep. Republic is a ruled by law. Hmm. That's why they re- keep repeating that democracy, democracy, so you get used to it. Like I said, you keep repeating something lo- often enough, and people just they just build it into their mind. They they'll agree with it. They they don't know any better. Nobody's really explaining it to them, and the people who are explaining it to them are not listening anyway. They're listening to the majority. Yeah. Well, just like the thing, like I was talking about about how there's this constant message out there um, being pushed by, by I don't even know if I want to call it the left anymore. I mean, I, I think in a way I'm kind of falling into the same nonsense also. I, 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 left, right, Republican, Democrat, um, they've turned us all against each other. It didn't used to be that way. I remember, Do I wonder how many of you remember that. I remember... When I was younger, in which Democrats, Republicans, oh, we got along just fine. We had some different ideas. We'd debate things. That's the way it should be. Not anymore. They've turned us against each other. Mm-hmm. Ninety plus percent of my family I don't even talk to anymore. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. So, you know, this, this whole thing with social media, um, I don't think that most people have the ability to use restraint because it's so addictive you know i i can i i i i don't believe that i've ever been addicted to anything in my entire life i you know i'm one of these people where i'm just really resistant to being controlled by anything i don't like anything to have too much control over me it's like if i want it that bad all the time and it's i'm dwelling on it all the time it's probably something i shouldn't be doing 
That's just that's just the way I've always It's probably no good at. for you. It's probably not good for me. <laughs> if anything that becomes a, an obsession is usually bad for you. Yeah. You know, and so you marry AI with social media and the fact that everybody's connected all the time. Is it going to turn us all into a bunch of zombies? Robots. Yeah. This is a zombie apocalypse. You know, we all were expecting uh, dead people coming back to life and eating brains. No, they're they're the. It's what we see. This is it. I think you're right. I don't know where we go from here with this. I, you know, I, I believe that, you know. That movie I watched, I think it's very accurate, and I think that it's destroying the family. I think it's destroying relationships. I think it's destroying civilization. It's giving a lot of people a lot of really weird ideas. It's confusing a lot of people, and it's, and it's, and it's rotting the brains of children is what it is. So, you know, I, I'm just going to plead with you people. If you have children, don't get them a smartphone. If you feel like... You need them to be able to contact you in emergency. You don't need a smartphone to do that. Give them a flip phone that is voice only with a limited number of minutes. Because that's exactly the excuse, you know. In my that is the excuse. My ex got our son a phone, and I didn't want it. It's like let's go as long as we can without that happening, please. Yeah. And it was no. I want to be able to get a hold of them. Well, then get them a flip phone. Yeah, let's get them a tracker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get them a flip phone with a GPS on it so we know where they are all the time. And if they need to call us or we need to call them, we can, but that's it. You know, I I remember when I was a kid, they were worried about uh, kids getting porn magazines. I was just going to say the same thing. You know, but now with a smartphone... You don't need a porn magazine anymore. Uh, we had to work really hard to, to steal a You did, and you had to take them to the treehouse and, and sneak around and watch them and look at them in private and not, not and hide them somewhere. No. Now, now they go to the extreme. Yeah, now you can yeah. you, now you can not only look at uh, uh, you know pornographic pictures, you can look at child pornography, you can look at smut videos, you can find all kinds of... We're running out of time. Okay, so in the final segment, I want to talk about the rigged elections in New Mexico. And um, I don't know, maybe we'll get into Twitter files, but I don't know. Hard to say. Anyway, we'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom Speak with Rebecca Marie and Stella. Don't go anywhere. Bye. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching, ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505 
362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Hey, welcome back to the final segment of Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella with guest Joshua James. I'd like to invite you to check out the website freedomspeaknm.com on there you can click on the rumble link on Friday mornings 9am to noon and watch our show and call in by the way the phone number to call in and join the conversation is 505-444-5059 and also click on the radio replay links and the Becca monologue links listen to previous stuff I have a lot of fun doing those monologues So anyway, we were uh, talking about, before the break, we were talking about AI, we were talking about social media, and I, I personally think it's having a very, very bad effect on children. I think that it, um, I remember when we were kids, we would uh, be finding ways to make our own fun. You know, we'd be out. Well, me, I used to always like to build things. I still like to build things. Back then, I was like building tree houses and stuff. I learned so much by doing all of that stuff. I wasn't doing anything virtually. And we were riding our bikes everywhere across town when we weren't supposed to, running through the creeks. and. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember if you weren't home by 9 o'clock, they put dinner away and you weren't allowed to have dinner. And nobody worried <laughs> that you were out till 9 o'clock at night. You're you know? one minute late. Uh, yeah, that's have right. have a clock, Dad. That's it. You know, our our parents used to pay attention to, to what we were doing to a certain extent. And I think what they've done is they have allowed smartphones to replace parents. I think parents say, oh, here, take your smartphone, get out of my face. It's a babysitter. It is. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, you've got a, you've replaced yourself with a babysitter that has no moral values whatsoever. It's there to corrupt you. <laughs> it's there, it's, it's there, to, it, 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 it intentionally tries to corrupt you mm -hmm. and tries to tie up all your time and take you away from your friends yeah, I just think friends don't let friends do smartphones. <laughs> you know, I, I I have some friends that are um, very, very aware of this, and apparently they don't believe they've got the restraint to control themselves, so they've just decided to give up having a smartphone. And I, I commend them for that. You know, I have a smartphone. I use it as a tool for my work. It gets me work. 
I communicate with uh, buyers and I take notes for my show every week. I research news articles. Um, I, I feel like I am pretty well restrained on my smartphone and I don't feel bad at all about putting it away and not looking at it. I don't feel guilty at all. And it's like, you know, just like, um, I don't know, voicemails. I don't like voicemails either. <laughs> I've never liked voicemails. I, I liked it back in the day when we had uh, everything was a landline. And if we were home, we'd be a Lancer call. And if we were on the phone, people got a busy signal. And then, you know, they called back until it wasn't busy. And then they, you know, just like when call waiting comes through on my phone now, for the most part, I almost always just ignore it. Call you back later. Yeah, I'll call you back when I have time, you know. But I don't know. I think it's the world we live in. I think parents, they just, they, they look at ways, you know, like early childhood education. It's like, that's terrible too. Because our government, it's, <laughs> they're not looking out for your best interest with your children. They want to get them the younger they can. Cause the that, younger those, they can. Those years are when they're really, their mind is really growing. And if they get them with that little, and they spend more time with them than you do. They want to turn them into good little obedient socialists. That's right away. You start watching what they're watching, and, <coughs> and it's pretty disgusting. Mm-hmm. It is. You know, just like we found over the past couple of years, the kind of stuff that the schools are teaching our children, and, and parents didn't have any idea until this, uh, this virtual learning crap start, came out because of the scandemic, um, is that they oh my God, my kid's been looking at this stuff? You've been, you've been teaching them this stuff? And I'm, I'm not anti-LGBT or anything like that, but to shove this stuff down the throats of kids before they've even, just, they've even had a chance to even think about how they feel about things like that, in which they should be allowed to be innocent and be a child and just be a kid. Oh, my God, I look back on that. I look at back when I was a kid, and it's like sometimes I long for those days in which I wasn't thinking about anything other than just, what am I going to do for fun today? Which friend am I going to go play with today? What will I have for lunch? Yes. Well, what am I going to have for lunch? You know, kids should be able to enjoy that part of their life because, trust me, they're going to become an adult soon enough, and then their life is going to suck, probably. Well, they they robbed you of your childhood. Yeah. Basically. Well, that's what they're trying to do now is rob kids of their childhood. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Here's a here's an article from the Gateway Pundit that I had posted up on Instagram. Maryland School District removes parental right to opt out of certain curriculum, makes LGBTQ XYZ 123 theme books required, required reading. And one of the books, here's a whole list of books. The book is Gay, The Hate You Give, All Boys Aren't Blue. Gender Queen. These are required reading in Maryland. At for what age, child? Uh, it, uh, it doesn't say right here on the. But you know, I saw uh, on the new. I think Newsmax. I was watching Newsmax this morning, and they were talking. I believe on that topic, and they were talking about how they're shoving this down the throat of like first graders, kindergarten. You know, it's like what K- kids that age aren't thinking about that kind of stuff. You know, there's going to be plenty of time to think about that stuff when they grow up and, and you know, go through puberty. and They'll then, discover then those, it on their own. Yeah. They, they don't need anybody teaching them that young. No, they don't. No. And they certainly don't need it shoved down their throats by essentially the government, government-ran schools. I, I, I don't know. If I, if, I had, if I had a child at this point in my life, I would say my child, one way or the other, would not be going to a public school, period. Home I don't school. care. Homeschool, whatever the heck I had to do, even if it involved me getting a second job or whatever to pay for a private school, they would not be going to a public school, period. And they would not have a smartphone. <laughs> no. Because there's some evil awful stuff out there on the web that if they have a smartphone, they have access to all of it. And I'm sorry, a, a, a young child should have some limited access to certain things. Sure. I remember when we were in uh, high school and they were so worried that we were going to get our hands on the anarchist cookbook. 
Yeah. It's like, man, these kids can get their hands on everything. Everything. You can find out how to do anything. I mean, if you if you want to, well, it's like, oh, I wonder how I make an improvised explosive. You can probably go on YouTube and find a video on that. I know you can find a video on just about everything else. Or you can Google it. You can Google it. That Google has more control over people than you can imagine. You know, you brought up an interesting point there. This is something I was thinking of the other day about Googling things. Okay, I get... I get really frustrated with people when uh, they ask me, "Oh, well, how can I find how can I find your website?" I give them the website address. I intentionally found a simple website address, Freedom Speak, which is the name of my show, nmnewmexico.com. Freedom Speak NM. It's easy, okay? So, I'll tell them, "Go to freedomspeaknm.com." Oh, should I Google that? Like, why would you want to Google it? I just gave you the website address. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you open your open up your web browser. Well, what's a web browser? Oh. Do you have a QR code? No, but I probably should get one of those so I can make it simpler for people, you know. But here's the thing that that my thoughts about that are. I remember when Google first came onto the scene. Okay. I had a friend of mine say, hey, check out this really great search engine. At that time, there were a hand number of search engines. There was AltaVista. There was Yahoo. Um, and then Google came out, and it took the, took the market by storm. It eventually took over the whole darn market. I mean, pretty much, I mean, I don't use Google hardly at all anymore, at all, because I don't like the search results I get. It's very censored and limited. So here's the thing, is that if somebody gives you a website address, learn what a web browser is, okay? It's how it all started. It's like when, when we first started getting on the Internet, we used Netscape or Internet Explorer. Yes. That's a web browser. It's on your computer. It comes with it when you buy it. It's part of Windows. It comes on your phone when you buy either an Apple phone or an Android, either one. They have a web browser on there. I think I think Apple comes with a Safari browser. That's what that is. That's what the Safari thing is on an Andro- on a, on an iPhone. It's the web browser. So you you click on that. It brings it up. And then you type it in on the top, okay? On the address bar, you type in freedomspeaknm.com, and it takes you right to the website, okay? Same thing on, a, on an Android phone. It's an Android phone. By default, it comes with a Samsung browser. You can use that. It works really great. But, but the point I'm making is that if you know the website address, why would you give Google control over what you see, Okay. Oh, well, I'll just Google it. Well, why would you Google it? It's a website address. I gave it to you. So, no, you're going to put in freedomspeaknm.com in Google and then ask for Google's permission to, to see that website. Right? Yeah, all the other browsers are all using Google Analytics anyways. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, they're all tied in. Yeah. Google, and, you know, Google owns it. Google owns it. And... You know, that AI that I've been talking about is that it, it has access to every bit of information that is on the World Wide Web, all of it. And here's the thing. When it has to do with your kids and smartphones, don't you want them to learn how to pr- solve problems on their own? Don't you want them to learn how to create things i mean that's what we did when we were kids and a lot of us grew up being pretty darn smart didn't we josh didn't we yeah because we had to figure things out we had to figure them out we had to create things we had to come up with ideas but i i think we're headed towards a world and kind of like that 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 zager and evans song in the year 2525 i think i think i think we're heading towards that now in which people don't think anymore they just get the answer on their smartphone. They don't bother trying to remember anything. I mean, I got to say, I'm pretty, I'm, I, I'm guilty of uh, not being as good with phone numbers as I used to be. I, I remember, although I still do remember all the phone numbers from my friends <laughs> when right. I was a little kid, <laughs> I, you know, because back then we didn't have a smartphone where we could save a phone. We had to remember That's the right. phone numbers. We knew the phone number of our best friend down the road. Because when we got to the phone and we and we dialed it, <laughs> I I think a lot of young people nowadays they look at a dial phone. It's like, how do I work that? 
<laughs> they start pressing on the little circles, <laughs> hoping that they get <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now, when I was 15, my mom, because back then you could choose what your numbers if they were available. Yeah, right. My mom had got me the 279 Josh. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Tell your friends, yeah, call me 279 Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a friend named Tom, and his phone number was Tom Cool. <laughs> 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 That's pretty neat, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I wanted to get into this thing with uh, the election system in New Mexico. Do you know about this thing that we're going to talk about here, Josh? Have you done a little research on this? This, uh, was it Cer- Service? Oh, yeah. S-E-R-V-I-S. And so, basically, this has been happening recently. It happened on the last election. Basically, the... Correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. I did a little crash course on this over the past few days. But they, um, the precincts, which are responsible for their own tallies and their election results, okay? They're supposed to be anyway, okay? They're supposed to keep a record of, the, of their votes. They should be able to go through and, and, and manually look at that, and each precinct should say, yes, this is the number of votes we had uh, in this election for this person, and this is what we had for that, that person. And that information is supposed to be kept on file uh, so that it can be audited later on if needed. Correct. So, but what's happening now is you've got this service, S-E-R-V-I-S, system which is under the control of the Secretary of State, and it is connected to the Internet. It's a third party. It's a third party. And the Secretary of State was specifically asked, is our election system on the Internet? She lied. She lied and said no. Right. Mm-hmm. And because we were able to get IPRA requests, we we're able to, to go in and... Uh, get records um we were able to get those communications that absolutely she knows what service is and she still lies about it and they destroy the records yeah so you'll never have any proof well, we've got mountains and mountains of evidence mountains doesn't matter because our courts are corrupt our courts mm-hmm. aren't going to look at it mm-hmm. fbi is corrupt they're not going to look at it and not not only that even if they like they, they are. You are right. They're all corrupt, and they all stick up for each other. And most of the uh, judges have been assigned, not voted in, but assigned by the governor. That's so right. they they cover themselves all the way around. Yeah, just like so many. I mean, we have county commissioners. We have all kinds of different uh, elected positions. That once mm-hmm. you know somebody's out, the governor can appoint people into those positions. Mm-hmm. Just like all the committees and everything else. <laughs> Well, so what they're doing now is the the precincts have been instructed to send their results into the Secretary of State, in which the Secretary of State at that point uh, collates all this information and then sends back what the results are to the precincts. Have I got that essentially right? Yeah. And all of that's like circulating through the Internet while it's happening. Mm-hmm. Remember, all the electronics inside of those Dominion machines were all created in China. And then, then you have the softwares, which we've learned all the softwares are all owned by China. Uh, there's so much fraud, it's insane. The fraud that, like I said, we're finding all over the country, uh, we're finding right here in New Mexico. And it all leads back to RICO and racketeering. Yeah, it sounds that way to me. So, essentially, the... Secretary of State has total control over what we see as far as the election results go. And apparently Maggie is the leader of all Secretary of States in America. That's really scary. That is really scary because she absolutely is funded by Soros. And, you know, we, we see all the, the players that are involved here in our state, Bill Gates and whatnot, and all the, the land use. And there's a lot of fraud. There's fraud that most New Mexicans wouldn't even really comprehend right now that's happening well it says here um, 
When the illegal canvas process is complete, the Secretary of State is having counties download election data from Internet-connected service onto their secure election computers. So all the election computers are secure, but you've just corrupted the system by putting an Internet-connected device in, in the loop. So it, it is Internet-connected. Yeah. And, and anybody could hack into this that. This is what Mike Lindell's been saying, and they want to make him look to be just crazy, loony, insane, but yet he's, he's invested almost a hundred million dollars of his own money into fighting this. Good not, for not him. Not because he's stupid. Yeah. Because no. he sees, you know, any of us that have looked at it long enough, you see all the patterns. It's absolutely crazy. Well, and then after that happens, Dominion. I love that name. You know, Dominion, it was basically the villains on Star Trek, on one of the Star Trek series, uh, comes in and wipes out the original election data. Mm -hmm. They have no regard whatsoever for the law or anything. This is why if your elected officials, if your sheriff, your senators, your legislators, everybody, all these elections, if they're not talking about these things, they're part of the problem. We have to be discussing this. We have to be. We have to be. You know, just like the thing with the January 6th, you know, uh, political prisoners. That's just what they are. They're political Mm -hmm. prisoners. Why are not all of the Republicans demanding demanding their release? release. They're real good. The Democrats are real good at demanding, and they always get their demands met. Why aren't Republicans doing the same thing? I've asked that from Republicans for a long time. I think I've made an enemy of a lot of the Republicans because I keep asking, well, why don't we demand? Why don't we do that? Oh, you're too aggressive. Aggressive? You're not aggressive enough, you know? But, yeah, that's what they tell you. Oh, you're too aggressive to demand anything. We have to start learning law. And, and it's not something that we should have to do, but unfortunately we're at war and we have to learn it. And what we'll learn is that is jurisdiction. It's all about jurisdiction. Um, you know, when it comes to January 6th, look where the, where they sit. Look, look who arrested them. Uh, and, and those that did those things had no jurisdiction to begin with. Okay? It's just like FBI. FBI, their whole job is to investigate and write reports. FBI is not supposed to ever arrest anybody, but they do. They have those powers because we are ignorant of the law. We are ignorant of jurisdiction. No, you're right. And you know, like the 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 power of your of your local sheriff uh tends to get over and, and the thing is a lot of these local sheriffs aren't willing to assert their power either. No. I just spent two hours what last Tuesday, Tuesday before last, with Sheriff Frazee out in Torrance County. Right? A lot of people were mad at him because he arrested some girl for wearing a mask in court. Because yes, the federal courts are still demanding that you wear masks, right? When we were down in uh Alamogordo when yep, Coy yep, Griffin was in yep. court, right? Everybody had to wear their mask. Yeah. That's why we didn't go into the court. That's why I told uh, Coy, sorry, I can't go in there. I'm, I'm not going to wear a mask, period. But I'm I, took, do it. I took all the documents, sheriff's handbook, uh, everything on common law, uh, due process, summary proceedings, all this information to Sheriff Frazee. We talked for about two hours and uh, just letting him know about what his powers are, what his jurisdictions are, and how the people will absolutely back him up because that's why they elected him. I was part of observing uh, Torrance County ballots and tabulators, and yeah, Sheriff Frazee won. He's there. You have that power. That's why the sheriff is du jour because your duty is to protect the rights of the people. And if you're violating the rights of the people, then you are in dereliction of duty. And so we'll see what he does with any of that, because most sheriffs that I I go help teach these things to across the country, they all laugh because they they say that, you know, the state's got more money. They got the bigger attorneys. They're going to come after me. No, they don't have the authority to come after you. You can make them all leave. These sheriffs don't know the law. They don't know the Constitution. 99% of our elected officials have no clue what the Constitution is and what it stands for and what it means. You know, the problem is, Josh, though, and I think we're seeing this everywhere, is that, yeah, uh, you're right. They don't have the authority, but they don't seem to care anymore. 
You know, like I was talking to Stephanie Lord last week, and we were talking about these unconstitutional bills that they were trying to put through up at the Roundhouse during the last legislative session. And she made a point that that was very, very good. She says, they don't care. They don't care if it's constitutional. Their attitude is, it's like, well, we're going to put it through anyway, and then you can sue us. Right. That's because they're a for-profit corporation. You know, there, there are no consequences for violating your oath of office. This is why our documents give we the people the power to remove them. That's why when I go to these county commission meetings, city council, whatnot, they, I mean, they literally, Sandoval County conspired against me with KRQE and did a whole report on my violent behavior because I let them know, I put them on notice of the laws that they are not following and that they have committed treason. And if our people here knew well enough that they should be ripped out of their seats and taken down to the town square. That's not violent behavior. That's what our constitution grants we the people. Yeah. We are in charge of these people. And if if we allow it to happen, it's our fault. It really is. It's our fault. You know, the problem is, Josh, is that people are afraid because they know that these people have no regard for the law whatsoever, just like these sheriffs. They don't they're scared. It's like, well, yeah, uh, you're right. It's like, um, I do have the authority to do this, but if I do it, these people have no regard for the Constitution or anything else or the law. They will haul me away. You know, we we gave a seminar up in New Jersey uh, last month. Uh, We spent two weekends, and we had many sheriffs and elected officials come in, and we were teaching them all these things. And I had no idea that Connecticut and 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 some of these different areas, some of the, the 13 colonies area, they don't even have counties anymore. They don't have sheriffs anymore. It's all municipalities. It's all uh, police. It's, they're, they're stripping all those things away. That's exactly, it's all moving west. Mm-hmm. They're, gonna, they're trying to do the same things here. And, and we have acts on the books here in New Mexico, the Metropolitan Act. If you go ask Attorney General and Secretary of State about the Metropolitan Act, they, they have no idea. There are rules here in the state that stop them from everything that they're doing. And it is, at the end of the day, our documents give we the people the duty the, to, to form our own law enforcement, to form our own educational systems. We don't need any of those systems that they create. We just allow them to keep, keep them and be in charge of them. But we can absolutely eliminate them. It's not something set in stone. We are self-governing. But if we want them to govern us like little happy slaves, then once again, it's, it's on us. Yeah. If, if people only knew, I mean, we actually created a corporation here in New Mexico and other states that it is law enforcement. We have created constitutional law enforcement in the state. We created constitutional bars, the state bar of New Mexico, to compete with the bar association. Because a lot of people don't know the Bar Association is a communist guild. They came out a long time ago and admitted that. And so we do have options. If everybody wants to come volunteer to our constitutional law enforcement, by all means, we can buy badges and and uniforms, same place the police and sheriffs can. We can go up there and we can arrest them. We have that duty, that ability to do. I don't – I think a lot of people are living in fear is the problem, Josh. I really do. I I think that in these – we're almost out of time – in these upcoming elections, I think as long as these uh, corrupt processes are in existence, I think Republicans need to take some of the uh, same tactics uh, from their own book. They need to hire some good social influencers because that's what they're doing. You know, they can use that AI and use that social media – and use it against them. I think we may have to. We have to use some propaganda of our own. Use some Solinsky tactics. Well, as soon as we find out some of the people that are going to run for office in 2024 and some that are committed already to run in 2026, uh, people, it, it should make you sick to your stomach, the people that are going to try and run for governor in some of these different seats. <coughs> well, Josh, thanks for being on with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. I... Uh, you want to send us your questions and comments, email us at becca at freedomspeaknm.com. And check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com. You can list the replays there of any of the shows and check out the resources on there. And be sure to check out, if you're listening to a, a playback of this show, 
Check out our live stream every Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Just go to the website, freedomspeaknm.com. Click on the Rumble link. Um, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, True Social. And we're on the podcast all over the place. SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, and various other podcasts I've discovered. Like, follow, share. Share, share, share. We're being censored. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. Divided we are weak, together we are strong. It's time for all of us to stand up, open your eyes, reject division, and tell the Marxists and those pushing the woke agenda and hate, hell no, we won't comply. All together, we are the resistance. Yeah.